Yo, guys, what is going on? Welcome to Gaming Gone Weird. This is episode 26. Hopefully everybody's doing doing great. Do me a favor before we lock into everything. Make sure you guys tell someone you love them because you never know what someone is going through. This is episode 26 of the podcast. And before we get into introducing our beautiful co-host, Julie, I just have to say that I don't know how this podcast is going to go strictly on because I lost one of the most stressful Madden 23 games of my life, literally 30 minutes off screen. And I ate some dinner. I touched up on the notes, but we're just going to have to lock in and we're going to have to go crazy with that. I'm glad to be here, guys. This is going to be our new scheduled time. We are going to be going live Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Sorry for a lot of the time changes. We're trying to get everything dialed in and stuff like that. But enough about me, enough about the analytics, enough about being me being bad at Madden. I do want to introduce the new co-host of Gaming Gone Weird. Her name is Julie. She has purple hair. She plays a lot of Dead by Daylight. She's a mag head. She's a mag head. No. I don't play Dead by Daylight anymore, actually. It's been a lot of... uh. Destiny 2 and Genshin lately. And Madden, uh, because she's the one who beat me in Madden. There I said yeah, it. She's you're, the you're one welcome. who beat me. Okay, yeah, she Never definitely. Me. But this is our co-host, Julie. Julie, <laughs> tell the people a little bit about yourself before we lock in. You got the floor. This is your first episode here. Go ahead and tell everybody everything. Your cat's name, your dog's name. I don't have favorite color. I don't really like the statement. Tell people about yourself, to be honest. <laughs> that, that I don't know. That gives me anxiety, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to share. I mean, mm-hmm. um, like right now, like I said, I'm playing a lot of Destiny Two because uh, Lightfall came out, and that's been really fun. A lot of people are oh. like, mm, I don't know if they like it or not, but I we like it. Did. It got me back into the game. We should have did Destiny. We should have did Destiny because I heard a lot of people hyping up that life fall too. So I mean, yeah, I mean, life fall is a lot. It's like good and bad. It's got some good and some ugly going on. It's Destiny. It's Destiny too. So I kind of figured a little bit as much, but I, I am just, I'm grateful to have you here, Julie. Thank you for being a part of this show. And I'm grateful for everybody watching. If you guys want to participate, you guys could definitely send us a KYN chat, have your message read on air, participate. All the proceeds do help out the podcast helps out me, helps out Julie helps out Jimmy and everybody is happy. And that's what it's all about. So we are going to go ahead and kick off this episode. Our lovely co-host Julie is going to go ahead and read off the question of the day. Julie, tell the people what they have to answer for us. So the question of the day is, who is your favorite female video game character? For mm. me personally, I would have to pick Laura Croft. Tomb Raider's just kind of been like a really big she's ba no she is she's dope for real i i definitely thought about her in general and make sure you guys comment down below if you guys are watching this now or if you guys are watching this after the fact i would like to hear you guys answer there's no wrong answers definitely no wrong answers but let me know uh i was thinking samus i've never actually played those games really yeah yeah, Metroid Prime just came out, the remake. She's dope. I thought she was kind of dope. So, and then another honorable mention would be um the girl from Resident Evil 2. Claire? Claire. I like Jill Valentine. I, I like Jill Valentine. See, it's like head. neck and neck for me, but I feel like I like Resident Evil 2 a lot better for me. That's fair. Um, for me, I've always loved Jill, and they've been kind of doing my girl Jill dirty. So, but they're putting her in the new movie. So for me, that's like really, really exciting to mm-hmm. see. I love, I love Jill. So, so I'm really you. excited. Jill and Leon are going to be meeting for the first time in this new movie, and for me, that's the most exciting part. 
Okay, okay. I saw the last movie, the Raccoon City movie, and I spilled a lot of slushy on my hoodie. It was a pink hoodie, and I had red, like, icy all over me, and the movie wasn't even that good, so it was just a big disappointment altogether. So I didn't, the live action one, I did not go and see it. Um, I do not like the actor who played Chris. Oh, okay, okay. So I was like, "Um, I don't think that he can act, in my personal opinion. So I was like, I don't really want to go and see that. I'm not going to go and see that. So there's there's obviously reasons behind to why we did. Okay, I got you. I got you. Big reasons, big reasons. But guys, like I said, episode 26, we have a lot in store for you guys, man. We're going to talk about the news. We're going to talk about our main topic about Xbox Game Pass because I just love the Game Pass. I want to talk about some of our favorite games. But without further ado, we are going to get into the news. The first one being Starfield did get a release date. Star, uh, Julie, have you been listening up on Starfield? I know a little bit about Starfield. Not too much. Personally, it's not one that I'm super excited for because I, I just want Elder Scrolls. I just want the new Elder Scrolls. And for me, it's just like, oh, Starfield first, then Elder Scrolls. But I know that I've seen gameplay and stuff. I mm-hmm. see- customize your ships and your characters so i thought that was and your guns and i thought like that's really cool like right 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 i destiny is getting to change what my ship looks like <laughs> mostly run the same one don't don't look at me so i think <laughs> but <laughs> for me it's not one of those games that are big and exciting what about you are you excited for that one yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get into it right after we roll this little trailer, guys. So Starfield, which some people are calling the Space Skyrim, is finally getting an official release date. After missing its initial release date of 11.11 and pushing the game back, we got a video presentation of what they've been working on. Also, they had gameplay, and they have a new release date, which is going to be September 6, 23. I am pretty stoked about this indeed. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. A lot of people are going to call me, what's the word? I wouldn't say hypocrite because I was sitting here about this game and I was kind of bashing. I'm like, guys, I'll show a little bit of gameplay after the fact. I kind of explain my reasoning, but I felt like the game to me, it didn't pop to me. And like, I like a lot of games with a lot of colors and that kind of like pop out to you. Like, I always bring this game back uh, to discussion because I feel like Fortnite does a good job of that for me with a bunch of colors and it pops out and it's cartoony and it like really grabs my attention. Psychonauts was kind of the same deal. Um, But back on topic, I felt like the game was just kind of washed out. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend a million quadrillion hours in space there. Like that's a lot, a lot of stuff to do. Um, But the fact that like I saw this trailer and I kind of looked into it a lot more and the fact that they want to put so much into this game and they're basically calling it another version of Skyrim. Like I like when you when you that's such a like a high totem to put this game on is when you're comparing it to Skyrim. I don't think I've met one person that's like, I'd rather play this than Skyrim. Like I, it, it, it's a high totem for sure. I actually I'm married to someone who never played Skyrim and I was like that's a that's that's a divorce reason right there. That's a like, tough that's a <laughs> tough household. That is a yeah. tough home. Those are those are splitting reasons if we're yeah, that I is love, a tough Skyrim. So I was like, I'm still gonna give Starfield the chance since you know it's through uh Xbox. It's going to be on Game Pass, I'm sure. Right. Yes. So I'm like, I'll give it a chance. It's it's another good reason to get into to Game Pass too. Right. And I was just like the whole reason with it being like space and stuff like that. I saw it when it was like an Xbox like 
game show thing. And I just was slandering this game. I promise you, I was not letting this game up like super easily, but after kind of sitting down, I'm like, I could see why this could be fun. Like the, that, the expectations are absolutely crazy. Being able to customize your ship, your character. Um, one thing that really caught my eye with this game was the fact that like you could have certain traits, but it's not like you I can make. See that. I that so cool. it's like, you can't like really over like, overpower your character because some traits will get away other traits like so like you could be an extrovert uh, but that doesn't mean you could be an introvert like i thought that was so cool because some traits will affect the way your character build is down the road and just being able to explore and go to different areas i i think it's a cool idea i think it's very cool i just don't know how repetitive and how much i'm gonna want to do of that but when i show the gameplay aspect of it you guys can see a little bit of gameplay in the back i think it's kind of cool they make it very easy from where you can switch to the third person to first person it looks like and i just i like that part of it like it's very smooth like the transition from third to first you could just pop out between them and the world is just endless i love those little dinosaur things that are popping up and that little creepy thing ah that just popped up in me like <laughs> i like seeing like monsters like that and it seems like after we saw a little bit more of that gameplay aspect and it's like not every moon's going to feel like gray and cratery it looked like some places had a lot of greenery and dinosaurs and it, the the whole aspect of the game is to figure out what is out there in the world i think we should play this game what do you think julie what do you what do you think let me let me hear your full thoughts of star i think i'm gonna give it a shot it's definitely not one that's on my must play list but it is definitely one that i will give a shot because usually i do like what bethesda has put out um even as far as Fallout 76, which I know people didn't really like. So I'm 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 looking forward to giving it a shot. I mean, it does like the world, like you said, like even that like that little greenery planet we saw just a little bit of like that looks mm-hmm. really beautiful, really, really cool. And so I'm I mean I'm gonna give it a shot. Well, I can't guarantee I'll finish it. I <laughs> I don't finish games often. So. Uh, oh, you too, you too, my yeah. chat, my chat, my chat, this chat is on me like Nick Tana. You gotta finish your games. I I'm I'm guilty of not finishing my games. I'm sorry, but we did finish Hogwarts. I will say that. It's a little side topic. We did finish Hogwarts. Not okay. So technically, we didn't do all the side quests. But I mean, that's a, that's a that's a different discussion. Close, okay. You got to the ending. Close enough. I, got right? to the, I, I I had the ending, but we there's another. There's like one more mission. Okay. See now I'm sugarcoating. There's like one more mission I gotta do. But um no, like that's the thing where I'm at too. Like I, I think the game's going to be amazing. And it, I think it gives people a fresh idea of what Bethesda could really bring to the table. Cause they're putting their heart and souls into this. Like the way I'm seeing it, they are putting like everything possible they can into the game from the character customization to customizing your ship to like having a bunch of different worlds. Like I think they're, they're literally taking everything from Skyrim and fallout that they can do. And they could just kind of put that together. I know that they're excited to be having a new IP too, because they've been doing right. just the Outer Scrolls series and the Fallout series for so long. So That's I know, like, saying. the dev team alone has to be very excited to have something new to work on. A hundred percent, because it's like, okay, imagine how many people that didn't get to experience the Elder Scrolls series that weren't around when Oblivion was out, and then Skyrim and all that stuff, and then also for the Fallout games, a lot of people didn't get to play New Vegas. Maybe people like our age it's more common to see that but it's giving new gamers like the fresh look in a beginning of a game that's like 
this is the, this is what we could do and it might make people want to go back to the older games so I'm hyped. I'm excited about it. It is going to be on Game Pass, like we said. You know how we love that Game Pass here. We uh, love Game Pass. <laughs> but like, it, it, it's it's going to be something to just try out. Um, so like, I'm I'm all in. Um, I was just like literally all day today. Um, I was at work. Let let's say on lunch. Allegedly, allegedly, I was on lunch. Um, Uh-oh. and we I was just so like we were literally just I was just looking up the whole like i was watching the gameplay trailers again i was watching the gun mechanics i was watching i was reading the website and like the little journals they did and like for some reason for a game that i wasn't interested on the first time it caught my eye when you sit there and read a little bit and you kind of go back and explore all the little details and you kind of like rewatch everything and give it a second chance it it really my liking for the game so and they still have more to show us yeah like that's what i'm gonna say um reminder that starfield will be having their own direct on june 11th so they're gonna show us more and i think even from the gameplay trailer like it's not a lot they didn't blatantly show us everything i like that they put it in the background no that was so cool because that's what (laughs) that's what i was saying it's like i want to see somebody hands-on playing this game and like them just doing like a little tease like that and like showing how it looks firsthand while they're playing i thought that was the coolest thing they could do I I I I'm kind of curious to see they have they they just can't mess this up. I just don't know how they can mess this up at this point. But if they do, it's not going to be pretty. But I think this is going to be a hard game to mess up. So definitely, I don't definitely. I don't think uh, Todd Todd Howard can uh, have another mess up no. <laughs> for anything. Todd, Todd everybody's always on him. Everybody is always on him because he's like the old. He's like always the one talking, right? Like who else are you gonna shoot your? Shoot I don't your shot know at? anybody else's. Yeah, name. that's what I'm saying. Like, honest, like who else are you gonna? Who else are you gonna yell at? Uh, Bethesda hoodie guy that's walking in the back. No, you're gonna you're gonna yell at Todd because Todd's like he's always the one that's like we're gonna make sure that we give you the best game possible. And it's like everybody knows, like, all right, if he's the one who said it, that's Todd. Go uh, after him. Go after this is him. This is the dude. But let me uh let me know, guys, if you guys are gonna end up playing Starfield. Let me know in the comments below. Let me know during the live if that's something you're gonna do. And yeah, we're out of this world for Starfield. I mean, more space games are always appreciated. So there's not too many <laughs> of them yet. It's not it's not too oversaturated of a of a um a genre or a field of game. So not yet, not yet. Not so, yet. So Julie, you uh do you play any shooters at all? I play a few. Uh Destiny 2 is a shooter. Okay. Uh, Overwatch 2 is a shooter. I okay. like to play those. Okay. I don't play COD anymore, but I did used to play that. I like my Rainbow Six Siege sometimes. And then there's a game on steam that's a shoot it's kind of like a shooter it's a horror more of a horror stealth but it has some gunplay called uh uh gtfo and i really like playing that okay okay what about counter-strike i've actually never played csgo i've Mm. played games like it but i've never played it but i did see that they have some big news yeah, no, they did announce and they've been kind of like hinting at this, but we are getting a Counter-Strike 2. Apparently it's ready to go. The beta is rumored to be released March 2023, which is this month, or late April. The new game will be ran on the Source 2 engine, which will make it easier on PCs to run the game, and it will also have included 
matchmaking improvements and all the bugs that they were having problems with. Um, personally, I think this is kind of just like another, when I thought, when I saw this and I read this, I kind of thought of it as like another overwatch two move because uh, they took whatever problems they had with overwatch one and they made it overwatch two um, with this um, counter-strike two in general, nobody has to worry uh, because a lot of your guys' guns and a lot of I think they have skins in the game and stuff like that. Uh, they camos. Have tons of stuff in the so, game. Yeah. yeah, that's not gonna. It's not gonna be a whole new game. Everything's gonna be able to get transferred over from Counter Strike One to Counter Strike Two. So that is the big thing. But I think the big W on this is that I feel like CS:GO is a very, very good competitive shooter, and it's always been one of those top competitive shooters for a long time. Uh, for esports and stuff like that so making improvements to the game when it comes to matchmaking and making it less buggier and updating the maps and maybe throwing in a new rotation of maps i think it's i think it's cool to see what do you what do you feel about it julie i think it's gonna be really neat to see all the overhaul the up graphic updates and all the bug fixes i've seen the community overall is really positive and very 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 excited about this so it's really nice to see that they're like finally getting it and i know like for me with overwatch 2 like i was pretty excited for all the changes and the things to come so i can only imagine how they're feeling getting getting their game finally updated finally all those issues fixed and hopefully and continued improving upon it right content for them that's that's the most exciting thing is going to be new content hopefully the game doesn't get buggy like i i haven't i've messaged my uh, my wife's cousin and I was kind of asking him about Counter-Strike and I was basically asking him like what are the real problems of Counter-Strike because I was like I read a little bit on it but I want to get your insight and he basically said the main thing is matchmaking matchmaking is just an absolute joke uh, it, it's always had problems in that department so kind of being that the first thing they kind of step up and having it more access like more accessible for people that don't maybe have the highest end PCs to be able to run that game. That's also very exciting as well. Because like, I feel like this game in general, isn't like it's not too wear and tear on your PC, but like, that's the main point of what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it to where you can run this game on a calculator. So everybody can be able to play the game. So I, th- I think overall, like these type of updates need to get done. I feel like there hasn't been a new counter-strike game since what I'm going to go ahead and look it up right now. I'm gonna say because I have no clue. Like I play games that have like the similar game play, game modes to Counter Strike, like uh the Crossfire X game that just came that recently came out like the last year for Xbox. Right. That one has like very similar game modes, and I really enjoyed it. So they haven't came out with a new Counter Strike since like the first one came out in 2012. So we're talking like 10, 11 years down the road. So I think it is time for them to get it moving, try to get those bugs fixed out and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, keep people happy. Um, so people don't lose out on their AK-47 skins that they pay 160000 for. And yes, that is a true statement. It was just reported by Dextero today that somebody spent $160,000 on that they, gun. They spend a lot of money on not even just gun skins. There are knife skins I've seen people spend. Right, and that's like one of the things. That's a lot. I don't know, like, because uh, do you know exactly how that works? How, like, you could buy the, like, is there, like, an aftermarket or is it there, like, is, a way? Um, They put it up on the Steam Marketplace, actually, from what I've seen. I don't know too much about it, um, but I've seen some people actually list the items for sale on the Steam Marketplace and that you can buy them that way. Because you'll That's open your so little crates odd. and you can put them up to sell. Yeah, I think it's really odd. It's very interesting, but. 
I've seen people, people like people crazy. I've seen people have some crazy stuff and the amount of money that these people spend on these skins. Like, not gonna lie. Like, I saw the CSGO skin. I'm like, this is kind of dope. Like, I like the little florals and stuff like that. But like, maybe not I'm me. just Woo. I'm just an oddball to where like I don't understand why that's so important. Like a hundred. What What would I Must do with one hundred sixty thousand? What would I do with one hundred sixty thousand dollars? Maybe like anything else but buy something in a video game trust me we love gaming we like to keep it weird here but 160k that's a little bit out of my price range i, I thought people paying for fortnite accounts so it's crazy i mean the money they spend for those skins on csgo is insane but individual skins let me tell you something though would you buy a skin for warzone i don't tend to put money in Warzone, but they do make some really cool and awesome skins. Right. Like the one that I want to pull up, guys, is Warzone and Ninja Turtles is doing a collab with each other. And when I saw this, I was like in shock. This was beautiful. Call of Duty ended up posting this trailer and it shows off Shredder and he's going to be one of the new operator skins. So grab your pizza, grab a weapon because this collaboration is going to go absolutely nuts. I'm excited for this one. Um, they also have Shredder's Bundle also comes with three weapon blueprints, which are all based on the new weapons in Season 2's Battle Pass. Well, who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Let's start off with that. My favorite Ninja Turtle is Raphael. Um, when I first heard Oof. they were doing the turtle crossover, I didn't imagine Shredder. I imagined the turtles, and I was like, that's going to look a little silly. So, But then when I saw the Shredder skin, I was like, all right, okay, no, this is really, really cool. Like, I really yeah. like it. I'm going to go ahead and pull up a full picture of Shredder. Uh, this is what the operator skin looks like. I think it's super BA. Like this, this, this looks absolutely crazy. The only thing I would say that I was kind of bummed out for is like, I was really hoping that we'd get some sort of like Ninja Turtle. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Like, uh, I know they mentioned that there's going to be a weapon charm in the bundle. Um, but I'm just like, but if it's not even going to be like the turtles, I'll be a little bummed out about that because right, I really like, love the turtles, but it's really cool to see Shredder get love. Cause I feel like they're doing like a, like a New York theme, like pizza theme. Like I'd be really shocked unless they gave like all four of the turtles, their own charm. Like mm-hmm. that would be cool. But like, I feel like they dropped the ball with that. Like, honestly, how would you put the Ninja Turtles in Warzone? Thinking about it off the top of my head, it'd probably be hard. If anything, like maybe you could like get like a turtle shell skin and then you could like put like little bandana accents on it. Like that would be kind of cool. Oh, this is just off the top of my head because you can't really make an operator of a turtle. I feel like that would not make a lot of sense. Unless they did it the way that um, Siege did Rick and Morty, where it's just a big giant cartoony head that would look absolutely silly in Warzone. But right. I mean, that's how like. Siege did it, like, just the big cartoony heads. Right. I don't think I would like to see that in Fortnite. I feel like Fortnite would be the perfect person to do a collab with Ninja Turtles, because if it was Fortnite, then it's like, okay, you kind of expect a big turtle coming at you, and it's already cartoonish-like, and they've already done Naruto, they've done Rick and Morty. They got Batman done- up in there. They Batman. Got- they got uh, Harley Dragon Quinn. Ball. Dragon Ball, too. Uh, My Hero. My Hero Academia. They got that, too. Like, But... I, I'm I'm excited that War, Warzone I feel like has some really good collabs. Like they've also done collabs with like Attack on Titan, which was pretty cool. Um, but they had a lot more skins than what they had for this. Like as of right now, I'm pretty sure the season two launched today. They um, could do skin based on um 
April and uh, I would. The, I can't remember his name. The Casey hockey Jones. Casey, Casey Jones. Yeah, those would okay. be cool to see because those are two characters that also don't get a lot of limelight and a lot of love. That is true. That, that is true. Now that you're saying something, yeah, those are like two human characters that I could feel like could get their own skin. Like the turtles, yeah, like I kind of understand. Like you're not going to put all of them in the game, but at least like I felt like the collab is still cool. And I feel like Shredder just looks like an absolute animal right here like he looks absolutely crazy like they did a definitely a good job with it i just man i'm just such a donatello fan and me personally i want to see more donatello in video games uh, in order for me to do that i gotta play like brawlhalla or like i think mortal Kombat. but the they ninja do have in the um game. i do believe on game pass is a uh ninja turtles game you could play and it's a four-player co-op and i played that myself and it's actually i've seen fun. that yeah that, that would be dope fun. that would be dope no because like i, I like that kind of like the 2d like it feels like that game's like an arcade type style game so like when i think of that game i feel like that game would be fun to just kind of like move back and forth and kind of just like feel like you're at an arcade like i like that type of feeling to have when i play a video game and stuff like that I, Pers- it's really really fun Personally, I'm not gonna buy this collab. Uh, but I, I haven't played Warzone in a minute. I always tell myself I'm gonna update it and play, but like at the end of the day, like Wars, I'm Battle Royales, they just kinda kinda tired of it. I but, also bought Modern Warfare 2 and then yeah, never opened it. I was just talking about that on the pod, I think like two, two, three uh episodes ago where I was like, I bought Modern Warfare 2 and literally when I I played it for like two, three weeks, maybe a month, and I just kind of got tired of it. And I was onto something new. And it's not, not I'm not saying the game is bad. It's just that the past, I just, I it just feels the same to me. Yeah. Like when I was like, I grew up with it. I grew up playing it with my dad and everything. And I just think like after a while, like I kind of just really grew out of the game. Right. I, you know, COD's always going to have a special place because it was what, how I bonded with my dad. But it was mm-hmm. just like, I opened it, looked at it, looked at my name, basically, and I was like, uh, and I closed it. I couldn't couldn't really really get it into it. I couldn't do it. But I will also say that uh, some of the content creators are uh, Call of Duty. um, They've been sending out these little care package bundles to some content creators and stuff. And uh, shout out to Legend of T. Legend of T is a great friend of mine. Uh, She ended up getting this package from them. and. I think this is really cool. This is for the new Shredder Revenge thing. That is so cute. Yeah, and literally it came in a pizza box. You get a dope little Modern Warfare hoodie, and then you also get a skateboard, which I thought was sick. And it all comes in that pizza box. And I'm like, I saw that, and I was like, yeah, I definitely got to show it on the pod. So, like, I, I think it's, like, the whole thing in general that they're doing with it um, is dope. Also, Call of Duty also does a good job when they send out stuff like that. I've seen a bunch of um, Call of Duty creators, and they have, like, like they send them like crazy stuff. Like they'll send them like ghost socks or they'll send them like, they always send out merch, like their uh, packages that they send out to their creators. Like that's all love. They do a good job with that. So we used to get uh when I worked at GameStop, so they would, they would send us packages of stuff. So we've gotten t-shirts um, at the height of COVID. They've even sent us face masks. Like I have one that says like a uh, cold war on it. And they're, they're really, really cool to come in. Like even just for like when I work at GameStop, they would come in like really cool. Mm-hmm. little boxes and it was just like really neat that's a cool way to help promote see. the game like that's like and it, that's all there is to it and if they're gonna make tiktoks about it and just wear your stuff like i think that's dope yeah um, so um i did want to get into a new game um before we get julie's opinion 
Um, I do want to give a big shout out to Rob. Rob, if you're watching this, thank you so much. He did actually uh, kind of showed me this game. Not showed me. He kind of talked about it, and I kind of went on my own end and to look it up because he said he was so excited about it. And I'm like, man, I'm going to show this on the pod. This game looks absolutely crazy. Have you heard of the Hyper Light Breaker? I went and watched the trailer to today. Actually, I saw mm-hmm. I watched the trailer over, and um, I gotta say it's it's beautiful. Oh yeah, this like I just really love the colors and the art style, like so right. much. I'm saying like this is like the games that like when I was talking about Starfield and how like everything felt gray and nothing like really popped out at me, and then like you get a game like this where it's like everything's colorful and everything's like in your face, and it just feels like you could explore for like for hours just because you're so like everything just seems like happy and like whatever else. Um. It, it looks dope. So this game is called Hyperlight Breaker. I did show the trailer. I'm going to show it again. This game is by the creators of Solar Ash, and it's coming out with procedurally generated open world, and it looks absolutely beautiful. Explore the overgrowth and take down enemies using different types of fighting styles and guns, making this a game that you could play over and over again. It will re- it will become early access on st- on Steam this fall. Um, so I'm going to kind of talk about the game a little bit because uh, me being a fan of games. And uh, the spokesman for Gaming Gone Weird, I had to do a little bit of research, a little bit of digging, because I'm not really familiar with anything that um, Hyperlight has put out, or I'm sorry, it's um, it's Heart Machine, I'm pretty sure. Um, they put out this game. I'm not really familiar with a lot of game titles they put out, but they also have two other games. Uh, the one I said was Solar Ash, but the other one is called Hyperlight Drifters. And this game is a 3D version based off of Hyperlight Drifter, which basically kind of goes off the same story in the same world of Hyperlight Drifter. Um, so I think it's like w- keeping that same concept and stuff like that from a game that everybody already loved and making it 3D is amazing. Plus the fact that it's like every, it's an open world game, but like it generates a different type of map every single time. Like that's insane. They, they called it the open world you'll only see once. Right. And I thought that was really, really neat way of putting it because they said, I think they said there was four different uh, biomes and yes. that'll change every time you load in. And that's going to be really, really neat to see. So when I did my research on Hyperlight Drifter, because I did, I watched a video and I was like, I watched a lot of it and I'm like, this game looks beautiful. It looks, gr- it looks great. And I'm like, I watched a little bit and I got basically to the biomes part of it. I got to like two biomes and I said, stop because I'm playing this game. I am playing this game because this game looks absolutely, absolutely crazy. Uh, But there are, they said four to five biomes and it's basically like, um, I think they have a sand biome, a forest biome, like a snowy biome. Like, but like that, that's the whole point of it is like, I think like each biome is based on North, South, East and West. So but probably which direction you go is probably the way that the biomes are going to get affected. But like you said, it's an open world game that you're only going to see one time with it changing every single time. It's going to keep the game fresh. You're not going to run to the same thing twice versus like you play a game like Hogwarts, which I played and nothing against Hogwarts. The open world is absolutely beautiful, but like everything looks the same. The scenery isn't going to really change. You know, in this area, you're going to fight this enemy and you know, like the woods are over here and the school is over here and this classroom's up here. 
nothing people, really changed. People no. love um, when their games change, so I think that's going to be a really big seller for that. Because like, right. and like to some, a good example would be for Elden Ring. They have a mod, so you don't know what boss you're fighting when you go into different areas. Because like, that's also another game where you you go here, you know, you're getting this, you're getting that. But people right. literally made a mod, so you can fight um, any boss on any. Any area you go in, and you never know what you're gonna get. And people, right. people love that kind of change, and they love that experience. So I think that's gonna be a really, really big seller for this game. I'm trying to think of some games off the top of my head that have the same concept. I'm pretty sure Hades is like that, isn't it? Hades is in a way, yes. It's I love Hades. I'm really excited. They they did announce Hades too, by the way. Oh, we haven't <laughs> talked about Hades <laughs> too. All right, next episode. Next episode, we'll talk about Hades too. Oh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I don't know why we have not talked about that. Cells is kind of the same way if you play Dead Cells. So Mm -hmm. just just going in and it's different every time. It keeps you on your toes. It keeps you on your toes because you never know what you're going to expect. So like like you said in Elden Ring, the basic Elden Ring theory is like, okay, I know I got to battle this boss first and I need to have these items and I got to be this level versus like, oh, if it's random. You might want to like, okay, power up a little bit more. You might have to go in with a different strategy and everything to sit there and make sure that you're fully, fully prepared for everything. But what, like, I think seeing this actual world and being that it's getting generated different times, it, what, how would you stop playing? When would you get bored? They have like I, snowboards, they have gliders. It's like, I feel like it's just, it opens up an infinite amount of play. Yeah, the replayability on these types of games are insane. Like, even still to this day, I will sit down and play Hades. Like, just mm-hmm. just going in to randomly generated worlds like that, I think that's also going to be one I'm going to sit down and play over and over and over again. Right. And for me, that's really hard to do. I, with my ADHD, I'll lose interest quick. But games like this, they keep you. Right. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they also said that some of the boss fights feel like they're Dark Souls fights. So if you really like Dark Souls and you really like those that that those feelings of like having to dodge and you have to time things up perfectly and you want to stress yourself out and sweat your gaming chair off there. They have that for you. They have that for you. Like, I don't know what it is ever since I played Elden Ring or like a Dark Souls game. Ever since I played those games, it's like. I itch for stuff like that because like I it just makes Elden Ring. It so, makes yeah. stuff so much more fun. And it's just like, bro, I like having a boss fight that gives you a little bit of little bit of like thinking and it about feels it. Rewarding and when you rewarding. When you beat them. It's right. so rewarding. Instead so, of like, just like easily going through a boss and you're like, okay, like I knew I was gonna beat that easily, versus like if you go through it multiple times and like you gotta learn combos and shit like that, it's a little bit different. No, no, I really, I really like the harder boss fights. So, um, I think that's going to be really fun too. Never knowing what you're getting into, and it's going to be a challenge. That's those are big key selling points. Guys, I need you guys to let me know if you guys are going to play Hyperlight um, Breaker with me. I think did I say Breaker? Well, I called it Drifter the whole time. I think I was calling. No, it you Breaker. mentioned the other game. Drifter. Okay, okay, that's why I was like, man, yeah. hopefully I didn't mess up. Okay, Hyperlight Breaker, guys. Let me guys know if you're going to get early access in the game. I definitely want to play it, and I'm definitely going to go ahead and look at the other titles that Heart Machine came out with because these games, Chef's Kiss, blew me away. But I do want to get to the is it news topic of the show. And uh, basically, we're going to talk about stuff, and you guys are going to decide if this is important news or not. Um, I'm going to ask Julie, because she looks like uh, she plays a lot of fighting games, or she looks like she could fight a little bit. I like some of my fair share of fighting games, I could say, you know. 
There's a, mm. there's a couple new ones coming out I'm really excited from. And I do have to say, I do indeed have Smash on my Switch. Mm, what about... Not very uh, good at it. You know, who you, could, you, know, you know who you could use to be good at it? It could yeah, be Steve. Minecraft, Minecraft Steve, OP and unfair now. <sighs> We're going to get into this, guys, because all you guys that are sweating over your Switch, it's true. Minecraft Steve is banned from Smash tournaments. Moment of silence. I, was like... I think this is the first time that they've banned a character from Smash. Oh my gosh. So I know a lot of people were glad to see that he was banned. <laughs> oh yeah, because he's broken. Like, so I could kind of like I'll show you guys this little clip of how he's kind of rolling. Um, it's kind of hard to explain for people that don't play Smash. So basically, the way that he's hitting these combos and stuff like that, um, for one, it's he can kind of just move all over the map any way that he wants to move. And he hits really hard. But, like, the main thing is, like, every time somebody tries to combo on him, they can't. So, like, the way Smash works is when you combo up on somebody and you up air someone or you hit them multiple times, um, they basically – how do I say this? They basically, like, he can't – they can't do that. Like, because – when you up air on them and you combo into them, they're supposed to tumble and they're not to be able, they're not supposed to be able to hit you or whatever him. He could get up. He doesn't tumble. He kind of just backs off and then he kind of just fights back, which is just, it, it's, he basically ignores a whole mechanic. That's essential to the gameplay. Right. Because Mario mains, they always want to combo into things. And then the same thing for other characters is they rely on having to combo and stuff like that. And the way that, uh, the Smash community has kind of talked about it is with this character alone, you can't really tell like when people glitch out or they kind of break the mechanic versus like other mechanics they ban from tournaments like the Ice Climbers, for instance. I don't know if you're familiar with like older Smash, like original Smash for like the 64 or the game. I am not. This is actually my first Smash game, believe it or not. So they had the ice climbers and basically they had this thing called waddling where basically they would like one ice climber would hold and then the other one would hit. And then you would kind of just like keep on holding on to them until like you would insta kill them. They've had mechanics like that where like they would take out of the game because basically it's like, okay, if you're going to use the ice climbers in the tournament, don't do that. You're going to be banned. That's something easy. You can kind of catch on to. I'm like, okay, they keep on grabbing me. They keep on hitting me. Like I see what they're trying to clearly do versus like, this is a tech. They did. They just, it's, they gotta, they gotta either a fix it or just be ban the character. But I thought it was kind of crazy that they banned the character in general. Well, I don't, I think they banned it because part of the reason is smash isn't really getting balance updates and support like that. So I think it's just going to be something that's going to, she's going to be banned for, for life at this point. Um, I don't foresee them doing any sort of update. I think it's really crazy, and I know a lot of people are kind of happy about it because when he came out, uh, he was already strong before the glitch, and people were having a hard time with him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so some people, it's a win-win. I guess for others, it's it's not so much. But I think it's very crazy um, to see Steve from Minecraft getting banned. Out of all characters, too. Minecraft. All characters, like... 
the block man. Like I always, I always thought in general he was weird to put in the game. I felt like he he moved weirder than other characters in the game. He just didn't feel like fluid. But like yeah. the way he could just kind of ignore every combo and ignore every move, it's just kind of like sucks. It, like it's like how frustrating does that to be? I know Smash, like you said, it doesn't have its balance updates, and they don't really have like really big tournaments like that that are like Evo or anything. So like probably they don't even care. But like for the community that does, and they have to ban them. It's just that sucks, sucks for them. For, yeah, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people did enjoy playing him. Like I said, mm-hmm. some a lot of people hated him, but a lot of people did love playing him. So it's really rough and hard for Steve. Steve means out there these days, I suppose. I would have to say it's news, man. It's news because we care. We care about Steve. I would free, say so too. Free the Steve means. <laughs> What are the, who are they gonna play now? I don't even know. Like I, I main Pikachu. I can teach you guys how to play a good. I can teach you how to play a good Pikachu Smash. I'm still trying to figure out how to unlock all my characters. I'm totally not good at this game. Oh, I don't do that neither. Yeah, people have the, all the DLC characters and they spend all their time like unlocking all the characters. I don't even. I, don't, I haven't even done that. I think I play the game for a certain months. amount of times. Yeah, it took me months <laughs> to figure out how to play like the story mode of the game. I wish they would just give them to you right off the rip. Someone had to tell me how to do it because, like I said, it was my first Smash game, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm supposed to click on. So I like my fighting games, but I am definitely not meant for Smash. That's no, <laughs> not me either, man. I I am the uh, I am the best. Um, I'm the best at the cookout, and that's about it for me. I'm not mm-hmm. going into any tournaments, but I'll beat up on like the little cousin in the game. But that's about it. That's all I got. Not the little cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the work. I'm about to pick Minecraft Steve every time. He don't know. He don't know. Oh, that reminds so, me when uh, Cat when uh, Fighters came out. Android 16 also had a broken move, and my friends that I wouldn't know because I mm-hmm. didn't really play fighter games that much, and they tried to use uh, him on me, and I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh. It's always the him. it's always the worst when someone tries to get over on you and try to like rub uh-uh. the broken character on you. It's like stop. I, I was see like, no, what you're, you're not doing do. that. I know. I know. You think you're slick. Yeah, you think you're slick, but you're not. Man, I got to get into this next topic. First off, let me guys know. Let me know. Are you guys, are the Steve, are the Steam veins mad? Are you guys mad? Let me know. Are you guys going to switch characters? You guys are not going to play? Let me know. But um, Xbox has never been shy of releasing different items. Um, Back a little bit ago, I think it was about a year ago, they did release an Xbox Series X mini fridge, which um, Microsoft, if you're watching this, I... I kind of need one of those. Like me too, I, I, me too, me too. I, yeah. Like, can we get a, like, I, I, I remember that fridge coming out and I was like, dude, I wanted to buy one. I literally was just, I was, I was at work. I'm like, I'm about to order one. I'm about to get one. And then as soon as I went to go buy one, it was out of stock in like 15 minutes. I'm like, people are really buying up this thing. So that's, that's crazy. But I think I need they, that mini fridge more than I need the console. <laughs> <laughs> I need both, man. I got, I got a series S. I wouldn't mind a series X, but but now they're coming out with something new. They're coming out with the Xbox Series S toaster. Like the mini fridge wasn't enough to keep your babs cold. Now they have a whole toaster. I don't understand why they made it a toaster. It really doesn't look like a toaster to me. The Series X made sense because it did look like a mini fridge. I've right. never thought about this thing as a toaster. I don't. I wouldn't like, think so either. I mean, like, if you kind of like, it's kind of a far, like, far fetched. I feel like it's very slim. Like, I feel like a toaster is like a little bit more wider. Not, and it, toasters. I've had really short and stubby toasters. Right. Like this thing is like way too long to be a toaster. Um. I also wanted to point out too that this 
This toaster has a removable crumb tray. Like that's I've I've never cleaned nice. out my I've never cleaned out my toaster ever. That's kind of yeah. new to me. Um I I don't even I don't even use my toaster that much, so I've never either, but I saw that. And I was like, oh that's that's neat. But uh did you see what the rumored price was for that toaster? No, I didn't actually see the $64. price for four dollars. Sixty four dollars for a toaster? Yeah, and I was like, I don't know if I want to pay that. Why do much. I why do I sound like that's like not bad though? But it's just like I don't know if I could talk myself into spending that much on a toaster. When it looks like an Xbox, I can give them that. Like it looks really nice, it looks really mm-hmm. cool. But I don't make toast enough to spend sixty four dollars on a toaster. No, I mean I do sometimes. I'm more of a bagel person to be honest, and I don't know if that's fitting a bagel in there. It actually does have a bagel mode. Oh, it does have a bagel mode? All right, yeah, we're cooking. It has cook- three mode, defrost, and bagel, and then you can cancel it. We're cooking. No pun intended. We are cooking. Um, but allegedly, this is going to be in the new wave of licensed Xbox gear, including Xbox ramen bowls and RGB mouse pads, storage boxes, and pen holders. They're just trying to be around the house. They're just trying to make you think Xbox. I don't honestly, I'm not seeing a Sony toaster anytime soon. I mean, I don't know if I buy one either, though. But the ramen bowls, like, to me, make sense. Because, um, like, when I worked at GameStop, almost everything had themed, and they were ramen bowls. Like, there were Dragon Ball ramen bowls. Like, just everything had a ramen bowl. Because it was, like, like, an anime thing? Yeah, even Hello Kitty. So, I'm not too surprised that Xbox is going to be getting into the ramen bowls. Because, like... That kind of that those actually really have popped up with popularity. I think that'd be um, dope. I don't know. I don't know how they would do a ramen bowl though. I, 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 they'd probably pull it off somehow. But Uh, it's gonna be very interesting to see. That might be something I buy because I do like my ramen. I'll be putting my. I don't. I, 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 I need to go find in Ohio, man. You know, we Julie's an Ohio native with me. We run the Ohio village that you guys think we live in. We are the head of Ohio. Uh, but like, I haven't found a good ramen place around here. I need to find one. I love ramen. Kanji's. Kanji's? I don't know if you have like a kanji's near you, but I do have one near me. We gotta do some about that because at this point, I'm buying the Xbox bowl to uh put some cereal in it or something because we don't have ramen. Um, no, check check see if there's the kanji's in your area. Like, I have one near me. Very very good ramen. I really love it. I mean, I've been trying to learn how to cook ramen, but nothing beats beach kanji's. So, um. Need me some ramen bowls. <laughs> righty, guys. We are seeming like we are getting near the end of the show. We are going to go ahead and talk about our main topic, which is about our Xbox Game Pass favorite games. Me and Julie, we're kind of going head-to-head, fight-fight, fist-fist. And we're going to go ahead and name our uh, top three games, starting from three to one. Uh, before we get into our list, though, I want to do appreciate everybody that is watching live, everybody that is watching this show after the fact. You guys do mean the world to me um and make sure if you guys are watching this and you guys want to help support a like a sub a kyn chat everything does help um but just having you guys here mean the world to me so make sure you guys uh don't forget to do those things before you leave uh but julie we are very passionate about the game pass here we love the game pass because because who doesn't like being able to play your favorite games day one in classic games that the xbox has put out over the years for a simple price Microsoft needs to hire me for for promoting Game Pass. That's Let me what tell I'm you <laughs> that, like when I worked at GameStop, that was the number one thing I would recommend to everyone. It's literally just amazing. People come in, they look at a game, and they're like, Mm-mm, "It's on Game Pass. Get go." 
Right. So get you some Game Pass and go play that. Because right. not only are you going to get that one game that you're looking at for $30, you spend $10 now, you get that game and 100 others. It is very true. And it's it like, is- if you have kids or you have a family too, and you can get them, like, they make it very budget-friendly and family-friendly to just be able to try a bunch of these games. And that was their whole mindset from the beginning. So I definitely love Game Pass. I want to kick it off with you. What is your third game you put on your list? This was a really hard list to make, let me just say. Um, I really love all of them, but I had to go with Grounded. I really, really enjoyed that game. That's a W I love, I love Grounded. Okay, uh, okay. The dev in the community, they're very, not just alone, they're very active. They do They do their own streams like every week. And they kind of get in there, show you what they're working on, what they're updating. And I really like, we all call it the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids game. Because you're just <laughs> a bunch of teens and you're right. surviving in your backyard. And uh, for those who are afraid of bugs, they do have like an arachnophobia mode, which I have turned on because I have screamed and cried over these spiders. Giant but, spiders are terrifying. But like, that's the that's the beauty of the game, too, because I can't it's, really think I can't think of a game that wanted to do that. Like they wanted everybody to be able to play. But their arachnophobia is a real thing, bro. Like people yeah. are like, I OK, me personally, little spiders. And they don't really scare me. I see a big hairy tarantula about the size of my hand. I'm out the room. I'm out the room. Yeah, 100%. I don't even think sometimes they bite. They might bite, but I'm I'm out of the room. I'm out of there. See, big spiders another are thing, not like my you thing. Said, though, they're really considerate about that kind of thing because mm-hmm. I, I have a phobia of moths, and they recently added moths to the game. Mm-hmm. But they made, it, they, they made it to where you can't see them unless you search them out, basically, and they're considering adding another phobia mode for those uh, because a lot of people are scared of butterflies and scared of moths. And I was like, that's like, I cried that day. Like when um, I got an email back from them because I emailed them about it. Like I said, they're very communicative. They really care. That's what's, um, that's what's dope about it. Yeah. You want yeah, people they, to want to play cried. your game. I was, I was, I felt like they were like, we hear you. We understand. We're talking to the dev team about doing this thing. And I was like, that's like, that's Beautiful. what you want from game developers. Yeah. I'm what not- about you? What so, about you, though? My number three is kind of a sleeper pick. It was a game published by EA, and it's called Lost and Random. And Lost and Random was like a very good um, adventure-style game for me. And it's basically the way it works is uh, you're a little girl named Even, and you got to save your, your sister, Odd. And um, the way it works is it's like a dice mechanic game. So you go through the story, and you find a dice. And when you find this dice you roll a number and whatever number you roll is based on what certain attacks you could do. Um, So it uses a lot of dice and a lot of card mechanics in the game to attack and beat certain enemies and stuff like that. So you can go ahead and build your deck and have a game plan based on that. So whenever I sat here and I played the game and I was like, you, you got to think of everything. You got to think of what your cards are going to put in your deck, what strategy you're going to want to run. And then it also turns into a battle mechanic. And it was just like a fun little adventure. I thought all the characters were very fun. I thought the combat was just super different to me. There's not a lot of combat games where it relies you to roll and kind of like use a card out of your hand. It's, it's different. And um, it has that kind of like dark souls feeling to where you're kind of like, roll and dodging mechanics and stuff like that um so overall it was a fun experience um it was kind of like that little corny storytelling and i thought the graphics it was a very dark game but it was very dark and like cartoony and it it was like a big highlight for me and then also like i like i like this game a lot because it meant a little bit something to me when i played the game on game pass and a lot of people were like you know what now you made this game look fun and i wanted to try and that's like kind of the goal for me is like i love 
playing video games. I love talking about video games and hopefully just helping you discover your favorite video games. So like, I like to play a bunch of games, review them and stuff like that. So it hit a little different when I saw a lot of people really playing this game in my community and saying like, you know what? You made this game pretty fun. And it's a nice little 10 hour game. Nothing simple, nothing crazy. So I'm sad I missed that stream. I know I usually catch some of your other games, but I'm like, man, I missed uh, that one. Excuses. Excuses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's your number two? I want to hear your number two. So my number two, um, I know it's like there's so many games in here, and I could have played so like a many million. games. And many anything I had to go with Power Wash Simulator. Cause oh, me, that is a sleeper. I, I, I love that game. Um, I first got into it. I watched Markiplier play it. And that, that game really relaxes me. I would go to sleep watching those videos. And I'm playing it myself. You know, I used to get really angry at video games. And I really worked on that. But going to games like Power Wash Simulator really, really helped. Because I can walk. I can I'll watch TV and I'll play this game at the same time. And it's just really relaxing and it's really, really nice. And uh, you can play it co-op, which is really fun. Right. I like to play tic-tac-toe in the dirt for funsies. That's uh, fun. It's, That's really, fun. it's really fun. I, <laughs> I, will, really like I will say, guys, you guys should definitely check out um, Power Wash Simulator. I played that game with a few of my friends and we stayed up to like four or five o'clock in the morning just cleaning off swing sets, cleaning off like brick walls and stuff like that. I think one they, of the most irritating things i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but like the one of the most irritating things don't worry is like you have to like a hundred percent this and it's like it's so irritating finding all the dirt because once you get to like 95 you're like literally trying to find little minuscules of dirt you're like where's it at where's it at and we were having like problems trying to find everything do you use the little like the little mode it actually lights it up yellow if you hit a certain like if you play with keyboard you hit tab if it's your controller you just hit the uh right Right, right arrow on the D-pad, and it will light it up bright yellow for you to see. It makes it really easy. But mm-hmm. they did recently add two new maps. Um, so for one, for me, it was really, really exciting. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I love Tomb Raider and I love Lara Croft, and they added a couple um, Tomb Raider maps. Like you can clean the whole mansion and her like course and everything, and it even right. has like little Easter eggs. I don't know if anybody else has ever played it back on the PlayStation Two, where you could lock the butler like you in the freezer when you can run around in her mansion. They have that little Easter egg mention about the butler getting stuck. You know, it'd be really cool if this was like if this was an Xbox exclusive. I don't think it is, but like if it was, <laughs> it would be like throwing in like random maps and random areas from other Xbox exclusive games. That'd be dope. Yeah, it is not yet, but why don't you go and oh, tell no. us what your Oof. second pick is? My second pick, guys, has to be Hi-Fi Rush. I've talked about this game multiple times on the channel, and I also did a review on my own main channel. I know, sorry, Jimmy, little self promo, but I had to put Hi-Fi Rush on the uh, on the um on my second because this game literally came out of nowhere from Bethesda and the way that it was very colorful and bright. Like I said, I love those bright, colorful games and the story like was very intriguing to me, very corny, but very funny. But then it also had rhythm based attacks to it which i really did like you had to time up your attacks and you had to defeat certain enemies by using combos and then you had your friends to help assist you and shit like that it's 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 a good game like i thought that game personally was very cool um the fact that it um it literally just came out of nowhere it's 10 hours the story's good it's funny and it seemed like they put a lot of effort into it i was i was a big fan of it I said that one I did catch you play and it did mm-hmm. look a lot of fun. I did actually because I watched you play it 
I haven't gotten to play it myself yet, but I just recommend two different that's people we, because I've seen you play it. I was like, that's what we check like to out hear. this game. That's what that's game. what it's about is recommending people these type of games. But like the platforming aspect was great. Um, I love the little puzzles they had in it, and like every wave fight felt a little different, and you kind of had to approach it a certain way because each enemies had their own little weaknesses, and you had to use certain little assistance to help take down certain robots, and like you had to learn how to parry. Like they made you. They made sure you used every single little mechanic in the game. So I was definitely a big fan of that. It really looked really cool. I actually saw a couple of different little Easter eggs on the game too. And um, outside of you, after I watched you play through it, I saw a couple of different Easter eggs. Like, I'm not like I don't want to spoil anything, of course. So you guys are going to have to go find these yourselves. There's right. some, some really cute little Easter eggs in there, just simple little things. So, but it does look like a really fun game. We're getting into the drum roll. Julie, your favorite game on the Game Pass? My favorite game on the Game Pass is going to be Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice. Oh, I okay. that game. And they did announce a sequel. And this game, if you don't know, it's, it must be played with headphones. Absolutely has to be played with headphones. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, Sinuous is going on a journey to bring her husband back. And she, she's, she's mentally ill. She suffers um, from some mental illnesses. They actually had to bring on real doctors to help them write the story correctly and portray this well. But she'll hear voices. And so what's really cool about it is if you're wearing the headphones, you'll actually hear them, like, directional, like, behind you. You'll hear it come from behind you, and you turn around, and you fight. And that story, it's just really, really deep, and it's, it's wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. The combat was fun. It has like this whole moment of you can only die so much before the game's over for good. So they do put the stakes on you. And honestly, if you haven't played it, you're missing out. Go play it. I, don't I am definitely missing out, dude, because I've you're seen missing out. you need to play. I it. saw that they had the trailer for the new one that's going to be coming out pretty soon. And I was like, this game looks crazy. Why didn't I hear about the first one? And the, the games are relatively short, too. They're not very like long games. And. I think it's kind of cool that you picked like a mental, uh, like a mental health game, kind of to be your last pick because they're they're important. They have their importance and shit like that. So like this, I I like that. Yeah, mental health is something like I obviously I struggle with. Well, a lot of people do. So it's very dear and it's very important to me. And the way they handled all of this, it was really well it, done. Yeah, and I, I think like how you said too, like people do struggle from it on a day to day basis. Like we don't like I'm I'm sorry, we're kind of getting like certain, certain like personal with it, but it's like it's a it's a real thing in this world, guys. Like it's personal and people go through it every single day. So when they make these games specifically for that and they make you feel a certain way and they kind of touch on the things that people struggle on a day to day basis, they put realism into it and it's very cool that they do that. Those um, games can touch us in different kind of ways. I wish I wish I could have used my number one so much earlier because I could talk about hours and hours about this game, guys. But Psychonauts 2 was one of my favorite games on the Game Pass. And um, if you guys don't know what Psychonauts is or Psychonauts 2, uh, basically it's a platforming game where you star as Raph. And basically Raph is trying to defeat enemies and save his friends um, by going into their minds and dealing with whatever problems they have and opening up doors that um, they cannot open on their own. Uh, so basically, he's helping people deal with problems and realize what is going on inside their head to um, make them back to normal, basically. 
Um, and it kind of goes on the same thing. Like people go through things and people need that little bit of extra hand to get through certain darkness times and stuff like that. And um, a lot of this times, like um, when I was playing the game, they like to emphasize in um, the Psychonauts games. It's like, it's okay if you take a break. It's okay if you can't finish it now. And I just love the game for doing that because it's like, you don't have to beat this now, set it down, come back later. And it deal. And in a lot of the stuff, it has like certain like mental like problems with it. Like some of the enemies um, were named after stuff like that. I wish I could name them off the top of my head. Like I like it, like some of them. I were think like, it's uh, very interesting how we both pick games that were dear to us for mental health reasons. Right. I really like that. I really like how these games have touched us like that. <laughs> but that's our top three guys. I mean, I, I wish we could have went in that a little bit more, but yeah, guys, I, yeah, that's it. That was a good um, list. That was a good little, little list. I mean, I, I can, I, I could go on like an honorable mention. I would say would be like it takes two. That one was that one was almost made it to my list. Man, that that's we all know we love that game. That yeah. game made me cry. At oh, it end. did. Yeah, I it's cried. deep. It's deep. Oh man. But guys, that does it for episode twenty six of Gaming Gone Weird. I want to appreciate everybody that sat back and finished this episode. I appreciate everybody that's watching this live. Hearts to you guys. Thank you for being weird with us. Um, I'm gonna give Julie the floor. Julie, tell the people where they could find you, what you plan on doing in the future, and you can find me on most social media platforms at Julie Xwell. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, uh, I'm on Twitch, I'm on YouTube. It's just Anywhere you want to find me, I am. I am there mostly. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if there is a social media platform I'm not on. If I'm being honest, I might have an addiction. But <laughs> we'll make sure we'll put links to everything that Julie does in the description below, guys. My name is Nick Tana. If you guys want to see more of me, you guys can check me out on Twitch. I stream Tuesday, Thursdays. Uh, Fridays and Saturdays, where we play all the newest and greatest games. We did just finish Hogwarts, uh, so we are working on Inscription right now, and then possibly I want to play Atomic Heart and um, another Game Hyper- Pass game. Hyper <laughs> Hyper Light <laughs> Drifter. There's so many games I want to play. Also, guys, if you guys want to see me um, talk about the Atlanta Falcons, if you guys want to hear me talk about gaming, if you guys want to hear me talk about other stuff, and then see pictures of my kid, make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at you love Nick Tana. And also check out my YouTube if you guys want to see reviews of everything gaming. And thank you guys again. Thank you for all the love. Thank you for being weird. I appreciate you guys. Be safe. Tell someone you love them. And I'll catch you guys next week, 8 p.m. Eastern. Bye, guys. Heart. If you want to see all our videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, click the subscribe button below. Otherwise, we'll start posting spoilers about your favorite new movies.